starts today. It's mandatory. Is Kenny Moore going to be there, or is he going to utilize his absence to try to motivate the Colts to renegotiate his contract? It's a high-stakes game. Aaron Donald just won that high-stakes game. Aaron Donald threatened to retire. The Rams capitulate. He's going to get paid almost $100 million over the next three years, despite the fact that he was already under contract for the next three years. We'll talk about that. Five questions about the Indiana Hoosiers. Coming into this season, it looks like the Hoosiers should be the Big Ten favorite. There are questions about this and what they're going to be able to do either to elevate those expectations and meet those expectations or fail to they got to have some things fall in the right direction. And for the program to continue moving forward with the, motive, the momentum it's got, you know what? Things have got to happen in the right order, in the right way. We'll talk about those five things. And the Indiana Pacers, they had a pre-draft workout yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. Max Christie there spoke to Max Christie. Nice enough guy. Might be the pick at 31. They looked at guys for 31. I'm looking forward to the, the workouts for the guys who are maybe going to be drafted sixth, or maybe the Pacers are going to move up. they got to get a star-level player this time around. They haven't drafted this high in more than 30 years. They have got to get a guy who will be a centerpiece for this team, a star-level player. Who will that player be, and when are we going to see these guys work out, if at all? This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, June 7, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution that they will get right every single time. It's what they do, all right? You got a problem, they got a solution. Let's go. 765-610-8809 is the number. Ask for Jared, would you? All right, let's talk about Kenny Moore. Let's talk about what we're going to look for today. 1220, uh, the media can go in, we can watch practice, and then they're going to have a media availability with Frank Reich and uh, some players. And it's all going to be very interesting. But the most interesting thing is going to be whether Kenny Moore is there. Kenny Moore, a Pro Bowl slot corner, under contract for the next two years. Here's the problem with renegotiating Kenny Moore's deal, and and by everybody's appraisal, including Chris Ballard's in all likelihood, Kenny Moore is underpaid commensurate to his value to the team and his performance at least over the last two years as a member of the Colts. Last year, 102 tackles, 82 solo tackles, trailed only two guys in the NFL, in terms of solo tackles, who posted 84 and 83, Kenny with 82. He also tied for third in the NFL with four interceptions last year. He had four the year before as well. Kenny Moore plays this game at a really, really high level. He wants to get paid like it. This coming year, he's gonna get. He's scheduled to get 6.75 million. Next year, right around eight million dollars because of incentives. Look, Kenny Moore is good. He's better than the level at which he's getting paid, but he signed that contract. He's got two years left on the contract. Do you know who else is playing better than the amount of money that they're getting paid by the Colts? Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr., who are also under contract for the next two years. So if you open the door for Kenny Moore and say, okay, Kenny, you know what? We're going to shred the last two years, and we'll do a new deal for you, all right? 
here's what I would do. If I'm the agent for Jonathan Taylor or for Michael Pittman Jr., I pick up the phone. I say, hey, uh, Chris Ballard, please. Chris, listen, you're renegotiating Kenny. Uh, Jonathan is the best running back in football, and he's getting paid second-round money. I'd like to talk about that. And then right on the back end of that, hi, Chris Ballard, please. Yes, I'm the agent for Michael Pittman Jr. And uh, Michael Pittman Jr., 88 catches last year, almost 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, uh, one of arguably the best 15 wide receivers in the league, and he's getting paid second-round money. I'd really like to talk about reopening that deal, uh, shredding that contract, and, and looking for some more cash. Hi. Yes, absolutely. Let's meet tomorrow. This is what's going to happen if you crack that door open for Kenny Moore. This isn't Aaron Donald. Look, Aaron Donald is one of one. That's what Sean McVay said. Absolutely right. One of one. He is a monster. He is a guy in the, at defensive tackle. He leads all of football in sacks since he came into the league in 2014. There is nobody better than he is. There is nobody more disruptive than he is. In his eight years, he has been the defensive player of the year in the NFL three times. He's coming off a Super Bowl win. Kenny Moore has gone to one Pro Bowl. Kenny Moore is coming off a season where the Colts collapsed the last two games of the season and missed the playoffs. They have won a Super Bowl while he's here. And again, one Pro Bowl. Do you destroy your contract negotiating protocols for a guy playing at that level? You do it for Aaron Donald. Stan Kroenke understands it. Les Snead understands it. Kevin Demoff understands it. The entire front office of the, of the Los Angeles Rams understands that, you know what, you break some, you break some plates when you, when you serve dinner to Aaron Donald. That's just what you do because he is that good. There is nobody better. He is arguably the best defensive tackle in the history of the National Football League. So here, you want more money? You're threatening to retire. You've got enough money to retire comfortably and live the rest of your life. All right, we're going to give you $95 million guaranteed. All right, and that's what it is. It's $95 million guaranteed if he and the Rams agree that Aaron should return in 2024. Three years, 95 mil, the whole nut goes right to Aaron Donald. You don't do that for Kenny Moore. Not in terms of the money, not in terms of renegotiation. You just don't do it. Because, like I said, you set a precedent that you're going to have to follow for others, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to put yourself in a box and have to say no to a bunch of people after you said yes to another guy who asked the same question. You just don't want to do that. What else do we want to see at minicamp? Not Kenny Moore related. I want to see Matt Ryan. What, what I really enjoyed in 2020 about minicamp and then about training camp for parts of it was watching Philip Rivers ingest the offense, and then run it. It was interesting to watch. It was interesting to watch how early he had to make throws. Before a guy made his break, he had to make throws because he just didn't have the zip, never had the zip, to be able to, you know, like, fire it in there post-cut. So before the guy cut, the ball's out, and all of a sudden the guy cuts, and it's right in his hands. 
Matt Ryan is getting the ball there on time and on target, according to Mo Ali Cox, Michael Pittman, and others we've talked to uh, during OTAs. We'll get to see it for ourselves today, and I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it's also going to be interesting to be able to see how Alec Pierce has what what is his toolbox? the The kind of cut on Alec Pierce has been he's a good vertical threat, but his route tree is a little deficient. What the Colts have said after taking him fifty third overall is that that's not true at all. Like they went to the workout at Cincinnati and they loved the way he ran his route tree, and and they think he's coming in as a much more polished receiver than he was sold as. So we'll see a little bit about that. We'll see Doolin, Strawn, Patman, Coutte, what they look like. Could they be guys who, who contribute a little bit? Paris Campbell, we're just going to you know make the sign of the cross and hope he doesn't trip and fall and break his leg. That's what we do with Paris Campbell. He's played an average of five games per season over his first three years, and he's going to have to triple that this year in order to contribute at the level that the Colts need in order for that offense to function well. I want to see Jelani Woods, too. Jelani Woods is going to be interesting. I want to see Ogletree, see what kind of a tight end he is. Both these guys are 6'7", enormous targets for, uh, for Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan, one of the best in the history of the NFL at utilizing a tight end. I mean, you talk about guys who do that at a high level. Uh, wow. You know, <clears throat> you can rattle off how many of the guys, right, that he's dealt to, whether it's Gonzalez, whether it was last year with Pitts, uh, whether it was Jacob Tammy, former Colt, whether it was Hooper. you got a lot of guys that he's had great success with and has made a lot of money for by targeting. Is he going to be able to do that with Mo Ali Cox and, and with Woods and with Ogletree? We'll see. Let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. Five burning questions about the Indiana Hoosiers this coming season, and one of them looks toward the future. Number five, is Xavier Johnson capable of making team-first decisions on and off the court? Is he capable of doing the right thing on a daily basis to put himself in a position where he is going to play basketball for Indiana rather than get suspended or get just outright cut? We'll see. Another 90-mile-an-hour incident on North Walnut, and it isn't going to be pretty for Xavier Johnson. Xavier Johnson is either going to be playing someplace else or sitting on his ass someplace because he's not going to be at Indiana University again. You can't go 90 on North Walnut. I lived on North Walnut. You can't go 90 on North Walnut. Easy. That Don't do any more of that. He got suspended along with four teammates prior to the uh, for behavior prior to the Northwestern game up in Chicago. IU lost that game. Losing that game could have robbed them of an NCAA tournament berth. It didn't. Xavier Johnson on the plus side played much better late in the season last year and seemed to kind of have a switch flip in the right direction. That has got to continue. On number four, is Jalen hood Shafino ready to start and contribute? You look at the two position and you say, okay, who and how well? Right? Is it going to be Jalen Hood Shafino? Is it going to be Tamar Bates? Who's going to play the two? Is it going to be Trey Galloway? I don't think you want Trey Galloway there. I love Trey Galloway. Nobody balls out harder than Trey Galloway, right? 
but he cannot shoot from deep. He can't. You need a guy who can stretch a floor at the two and play defense. Is that Jalen hood Shafino? Is it Tamar Bates? Or is, is Trey Galloway just going to work so damn hard that, you know, Mike Woodson can't ignore it? Uh, number three, how will the roster change after this season? Race, Trace, Miller, Xavier, likely Geronimo. This will be their swan song in Bloomington. I think Geronimo goes to the league after this season. I think he's going to take that, and we'll get to it in number two, but I think he's going to take that step up in class to really look like a guy who's a pro. He's a pro. You look at all of the Hoosiers, and, you, man, your eyes just go, pro. We'll see if he gets that uh, done. But what is the roster going to look like after that? Are guys going to get a little bit uh, disenchanted this year because of lack of minutes at the expense of the guys who aren't going to be there next year and enter the transfer portal? This is going to be an offseason, the coming offseason, an offseason of change for Indiana basketball. This season is going to be one where they got a shot to win a lot of games and a shot to win a championship. Uh, number two, will Jordan Geronimo step up and fulfill his potential? He's long. He's athletic as hell. He can shoot it. He is a really good basketball player, and if he refines his toolkit, he can be an All-Big Ten player, first-team All-Big Ten player. And he has to be in order for Indiana to fulfill its potential because you can't win a Big Ten championship, and you cannot win an NCAA championship without pro-level players and Jordan Geronimo is the guy on this team right now that we've seen who plays at that level. And number one, can Trace Jackson Davis step out and shoot? He has got to be able to spread the floor because Race Thompson isn't going to be able to do it. You can't have two guys on the floor simultaneous. God forbid you have three who can't shoot it from outside 15 feet. So if you've got Galloway, Thompson, and Jackson Davis none of whom can shoot outside 15 feet accurately enough to stay on the floor or, or to spread the defense. I mean, obviously, they're going to stay on the floor, at least two of those guys. You know what? you gotta, you got to find a way to change the guys you're deploying at, at that moment, the five guys you got on the court. Those are the five big questions about the, the Hoosiers moving forward for this season. Pacers, when are we going to see the real guys? Like, I like Max Christie. Chicagoan went to Rolling Meadows. He's from Arlington Heights. 60005 was his zip code in Arlington Heights. Um, I want to see the guys who might be the star quality players who they take at six. Shaden Sharp, is he going to work out? If he didn't work out, I wouldn't draft the kid. Look, you've got to play some basketball. You've got to show me how you play. I got tape on you playing as a junior in high school. That ain't going to get it done with number six. Chose not to play. Chose to reclass. Went to Kentucky. Didn't play. Now you're coming out in the draft and you left the combine early. What the hell is that? I'm going to invest a six pick in this guy? What are we doing? Uh, you got Jaden Ivey. Love Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey's a star. Draft Jaden Ivey, I'm happy. If he slips to six, all good. Keegan Murray, you know what you're going to get in Keegan Murray? Uh, very, very high floor, not the highest ceiling in the draft. Uh, A.J. Griffin and Usmane Jang. All right, the Frenchman, 19 years old. Long, really, really good. We'll see if any of them show up for uh, workouts. 
birthdays being celebrated today. Uh, Jeff Bowes, happy birthday. The great Mike Stroud celebrating a birthday. Chuck Geiger, happy birthday. And Mike West Mahoney, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. You dance, you dance, you spin around, you put one arm up, you put the other arm up, you spin around again. It's what you do. Or if it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment. This afternoon, we'll tell you what we saw at minicamp. We'll hear from Frank Reich. We'll hear from others. We'll share some of that audio as we move forward this week and next week. Uh, going to be a fantastic week of football out at the Colts Complex. I can't wait to tell you about it this afternoon.